Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 177 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. We are back. We took a week off last weekend. More so I did. I shall take full blame for that. I was just feeling <laughs> really overloaded. And so Carrick and yeah. I together decided let's just cancel it for that weekend. So we're back. I'm feeling rejuvenated. We got a really busy news week to go over. We're going to have some opinion pieces as we go along, but if you want to support the show, you can go ahead to Patreon. Oh, he got it right before I even finished. Patreon. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I jumped in. Mr. Maddie plays, or you can go to Carrick's Patreon. You can flick a buck. You get early access to the podcast. Um, you get Patreon exclusive videos if you decide to flick more than a buck. There's a lot going on there, and uh, I'm going to be announcing some changes soon to my Patreon personally, um, and so look forward to that. Anyway. That's all we got for the introduction. Um, nothing else is coming to mind right now that we need to go over. Uh, upcoming content. Yeah, how about that? Anything oh. you're working on? Um, Darks, I'll be doing a Darksiders 3 review. And oh. then um, we, I, I, I started doing a podcast. So like you, so you were talking about getting burned out last Friday. Yeah. And I um, had hurt my back when I was younger, and now it's sort of cropped back up. So I'm glad you canceled because I would have been here, but I would have been probably stone silent or stoned mm. on, <laughs> on painkill. So I, but, but it does get tiring. You know, it's like games, games, games. And so right. on Thursdays and Thursdays at 1030, I, a patron and I got together and we're just doing like a bullshit podcast where cool. it's, we did three and a half hours. We had 150 people at one time, which nice. isn't bad. And we just sat and talked about the crazy dolphin sex, shark attacks, <laughs> flying airplane or flying fucking motorbikes. It was crazy. And <laughs> like, to me, that rejuvenated me. Like, I can even tell even just talking to you, like I'm more up than I was. Yeah. Because it's like sometimes you're in games all the time and you're like, fuck. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I, the I just want to step. That's the thing. We're not complaining, but like. No. Too much anything. And and that's the thing. It's like, for me, I have a limit that I, I try to realize I'm not Superman, that I can't do it all constantly 24-7, and that sometimes I want to unplug from games. And so that's kind of where I was at last weekend. I was like, all right, I yeah. just need to, like, I, I, me and Carrick had our, our brotherly vent sessions that we have every now and then, and I was just yeah. like, dude, I just need to unplug for a weekend. Just no Twitter, no Instagram, no gaming, just just... I'm going to go play hockey. I'm going to watch football on Sunday. Like, I'm just not. Oh, I've been doing that, too. Just chilling. Have you always done football? Because I don't think we've talked about NFL this season. Football is something new for me. I, I, well, part of it's because my brother's been a diehard Falcons fan. I got into it two years ago. I was kind of, like, flickering on and off watching games. This is, like, my Mm -hmm. first season fully into it, like, watching all the games. You know, just being that channel flicker who's going from one game to the other. Uh, you know, learning players' names, like getting the hang of the actual sport. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, I've kind of turned to that. That That's my Sundays now, and I love it. Dude, that's mine too. That's crazy because this is the first year after eight. I've, I've spent eight years away where I was like, I, I, you know, just not super interested, and I don't know what it was, but I was the same way as you. I think it's Sundays are cool to just defrag, but it's like I used to defrag by looking at game news or watching a podcast about games, but now I'm like, oh, I'll just do something outside of it completely. Yeah, same. And funny enough, we both pick the same thing. Dude, same. Yeah, it's, I, I either do something completely different or um, I go play. Like, if I want to play a game, but I'm like, I don't want to play a video game, I usually play Dragon Ball Super, the card game, which is like, yeah. you know, that home away from home almost, it feels like. I, I absolutely adore that game. The new set, actually, as we record this, just dropped today. So 200 bucks out the window. <laughs> So Card here's what's funny. Bleed me dry, the, man. Oh. The guy who does the podcast with me, it's his favorite thing, and he spent an hour in the podcast talking about it. It's his favorite thing. I love like, that game. And he just got the car he just got the cards. 
mm-hmm. and the new set that came out. And he so he sat there and explained all. And it's so weird that you and him, you both like talk about it so glowingly because I'm going to be a fan or be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the card games usually. But it's like everything is explained about this. And so he was just like showing cards and being like, this is this card. This is what you have to do here. And then Mm -hmm. and then talking about the excitement of the new set. And man, yeah, it seems like a lot of people are starting. It's almost like it's growing, which is is weird. It is. I I noticed that, especially at my own local shop. It's like usually there's about like 20 of us, which is pretty good, Mm -hmm. pretty healthy. But for tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. But like. Mm -hmm. It was popping today. Like there were a yeah. lot of people in and out for like all Dragon Ball. It was it was crazy. Um, I, I'm happy that it's growing. I think because if it does grow, what'll probably bring most people in is like the digital version that I, I imagine they'll inevitably do because yeah, right. that just that'll make them so much money. And I, I I can't imagine that they're not taking a look at uh, Magic the Gathering Arena, which is literally Magic the Gathering but a digital yeah. form. And when you unpack cards now for Magic the Gathering, it comes with a code on one of the cards that you put in on the game online and you, you get a free pack in game. So you're getting really like two packs for the price of one and it keeps right. you on both of them. So you're still playing the physical, you're not missing out and you can still get into the digital. So yeah, I, I imagine that um, that's kind of the route DBS will take. But also it's, I'm going to be totally honest as a casual, like it just, I, the first reason i looked at this game for no nothing else but i thought the card designs were yeah the so art. cool the art was mind-blowingly good and it like captivates every unique scene in super z gt for those who like gt and the, the original dragon ball it's it's awesome it's so fucking yeah good. it's it's it is definitely growing i mean because he, he's in europe and he okay. I mean, he was wow. just saying that like it started out. I mean, he he's liked it for about a year. I think a half a year, no, a year. And then um, he was saying the same thing. He was just like it, it, the art. That was one of the one of the first things he brought up was the art for everything is actually just really impressive. And it, yeah. it, it phys- physically, you. it sort of grabs you. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, card games can wait. We have some gaming news to go over. So we're doing things a little bit differently in a in a sense because. Um, my phone, which I usually read the news off of, is not obtaining any of the articles properly because for some reason it's not connecting to Wi-Fi. So we're going to have Carrick read off the news bits. We're starting off with Final Fantasy XV. Hajime Tabata resigned as the director and also all the DLC except one episode, which was, I believe, Arden, was canceled for was canceled. this game. So we're going to get into the official news statement and then our thoughts on it. So Carrick, take us away. All right, so this is actually from The Verge. Originally, I was going to go to Polygons, but Verge popped up earlier. Uh, Square Enix cancels Final Fantasy episodes as director quits company. And it said, today, Square Enix hosted a live stream that was billed as a special program with exciting news about the upcoming Final Fantasy content. But an incredible plot twist worthy of the series itself. <laughs> the news turned out to be inconceivably terrible. Almost all of the DLCs have been canceled, and the game director, Tabata, has left the company altogether. <clears throat> it says... Square Enix had planned to continue the never-ending flow of Final Fantasy content all through 2019 with four DLC episodes centered on the characters. Instead, only the Arden uh, episode will be released. The other three have been abandoned. There'll be a collaboration event with Final Fantasy next month, and the Comrades multiplayer will also be spun out into a standalone game, Hmm. the PS4 and Xbox One. I did not know the standalone game part. Yeah, so that doesn't surprise me because I played the comrades dlc and it was it was fun it was like monster hunter meets final fantasy 15 
Mm-hmm. So it was it was enjoyable as a framework, and it it right. seemed pretty meaty. Like when I was diving into it, and I thought like, okay, this could be its own thing, and they could probably monetize it and and fuel future content. That was my idea because I heard that there was originally the plan to do all these episodes in 2019. I was like, oh shit, man! Like you know, that's gonna be that they got to support that somehow. I doubt the game, you know. I, at least I didn't think it was it was selling like hotcakes still, or even with the PC re-release and everything, which which had yeah. mods. I mean, it's interesting with these situations. It always and it shows that the company is technically doing a good job in the sense of putting this positive image on the product. Like it looked like things were going great. Tons of DLC, yes, re-releases uh, or not re-release, but a Windows version mods. It kind of had a resurgence on Twitter where people are posting these funny mod screenshots of like the the group as the Power Rangers and stuff and it looked like perfect you know and, and so what do you feel like were you shocked by this news or did you feel like maybe because you seem to always have like your finger on the pulse with this stuff or yeah but no know, this one I was I really? no yeah I was the same way as you I was like I was not only really shocked but I was actually sort of depressed because this is the Final Fantasy that got me back into Final Fantasies I know it's not the greatest Final Fantasy right. game but it actually looked good enough it was like playable. You know, that was enjoyable to play. And um, I really actually liked it. And it was crazy because I woke up and... Or no, actually it was at night. And I went into the discords, both of our discords. And people were like, holy shit. Yeah. They just... And to be honest, we rarely hear that. I mean, so we do get games that get announced and don't come out. We get games that get announced and have a season pass. And there's been a couple that have been canceled for sure. But this is pretty insane because it's just that one character and then it's like all the other stuff is just gone yeah it it was not what i was expecting i mean at all. what's weird about it is you cancel three episodes and the one that they're keeping is episode arden which is about mm. like the main antagonist which makes sense in the terms of story because he has the, the biggest connection and the biggest mystery kind of left right. after it's all said and done but the first set of episodes, which were Gladiolus, um, Prompto, and I'm forgetting the other one's name right now. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember at it's this not moment in time. It's not coming to me, but it's the one who, who says he's got a new recipe. Um, but they did episodes for those three, and then the one ep- one of the episodes of the three that got canceled was for Noctis, the, the main protagonist. And Main protagonist. Yeah, and I was personally upset because um, I might butcher a name like... Uh, it's either Arania or Arania. I can't remember, but it's been since the game actually dropped that I played it. But I was big on her, and I thought she was dope. Like, her concept, some of, the, like, the little teases they, they left about her and when she appeared in the story. I thought right. there was so much to her that could have been explored. Um, I, I really liked how Square was doing the DLC platform, and I know a lot of people will say, well, it's it's one thing to like it, but did you support it? I personally played the episodes because Square had provided a season pass to me um and and so i was kind of going through all the episodes and and they're they're fun they they flesh out the character a little bit more and when you play them as a package i feel like as each standalone one dropped it was not really something that you were going to go out of your way and play but as they you know i think a lot of people looked at it as okay let's wait for the whole package of you know all four of the main characters to come out together play that in a bunch and then they were going to, I think they had a Luna Freya episode planned, uh, the Arania or Arania. I'm going to continue to butcher her name. I apologize, Final Fantasy fans. They were going to have an episode for her. And then the main antagonist, like, I really liked how 
they took this approach where maybe the main story should have done it, but they were going to give each character their focus and like a couple yeah. of hours of more story content. Um, what did you feel about how they were handling the platform? Do you think, I mean, clearly there was a better way to do it because they, I think announced a loss of like $33 million, like something yeah. crazy. I, I, I will say that I actually think that's the best. I think that the story thing is the most, is the most enjoyable DLC setup for me personally. The reason why is you and I both like KOTOR, for example. But if it, for example, for people who understand like where we're coming from, these are older RPG titles, obviously. But they were at a time when Bioware was at its best, and they still could have done a character-based DLC I would have played. In fact, if they, a lot of DLC is like, here's a new town. That's great and everything, but how many times have we played that DLC and gone, hmm, it's sort of just a dynamic quest, it's not like, it, it's just like this place, oh, it's added, and then sometimes it doesn't make sense. You're like, why was this town not a place I could go to in the, in the original game? So what I liked about character DLC is because everybody's character has more story. Like, if you and I sat and talked about our lives for 10 hours, we would still not run out of shit to say. Yeah. So to me, these characters, that... That's awesome to me. That's mm. to me is some of the best ideas for DLC. And so that's why I'm actually sad is like some of these characters. I mean, how many times the only thing I would say that you're right uh, on for sure when you were talking about like they should have done it in the main story. I, the only thing I will say negative is the stupid two hour movie you were supposed to watch or whatever it oh, was. Nice guy. You know, or King's yeah, Day, that kind. Yeah. Like they they did. That story somehow should have been in the main game mm-hmm. as game. Like they should have figured that out. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, and then they did the Brotherhood anime, which gives you a little mm-hmm. more background. And I think that was like, was it exclusive to YouTube or something? It was something weird. Yeah, some of the the pre pre play knowledge that you had to have and the way they did yeah. that might have been resources that could have just gone into the game. And I don't yeah. know how much hype it helped build up. Um, but it just seemed like this was the Final Fantasy that was going to be like a platform forever until they were That's like... what I thought too. Okay, like 16's in, or whatever they're doing next is in beta phase. Like now we can just shelf 15, but they kept kind of... Well, I don't know about you. I don't think they thought about like, I mean, the co-op getting added. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big deal. That's a big change. So yeah. like, to me, it seems like they, it feels to me like it's a surprise to them. Well, we do know because he left. So... Obviously, but at the same time, you would have hoped he's it's gonna he's gonna go create his own company. At some point internally in Square, you would have hoped somebody would have sat him down and been like, "Okay, we need to do everything we can to keep like you here." Yeah, because he and seemed to be like the heart of it. He did, he did. Which you and I talked about prior to the podcast. I would love for companies to no longer do ever. I don't want to hear somebody's name prior to a game. They're the ones who get all the positivity, and if they're the only ones with the general flow, then that means if they die, you're screwed. I don't, Ken Levine, I love him. I like Bioshocks. I like all his stuff, but I don't... We already know he's tough because of how he works. And right. I would rather Peter Molyneux, <laughs> Fable, all that shit, remove the person from it. And I, I think it'd be a little safer because this seems like a, a nuclear option, I, yeah, right? I see it a lot, like, too, almost for, like, scapegoating reasons. Like, my friends play Call yes. of Duty. So whenever they hate Black Ops 4, something stupid happens, they're like, oh, my God, Vaughn, what the fuck? Because David yeah, Mondar, right. and, and like David he's Mondar. the he's the face of it all, just like yeah. Bethesda, Pete Hines, or Bethesda, Todd Howard. I mean, we we see every company's got that face, that scapegoat, and and there's um, always other people working on the games. Yeah. There's some poor podunk OS guy who's like his only job is to make sure fucking Windows are shiny in a game or whatever. He's not going to get his name mentioned because all the stardom goes to one person. 
or the direction is from that person. Right. I just I would like to see it happen I mean, less. That, that's why I admire. Uh, and this isn't to get off off track. I, I do like how, for example, Todd Howard handled it, where he always says, like, the reason I don't yeah. have social media is because I don't want this to be about me. He's like, I have a team, and they are the ones who make this possible. And I was like, I, I respect that personally. That you know, and Ken's can... done it too. Yeah. Yeah, except yeah. Ken is on Twitter, but um, he, yeah, uh, sorry, I just mean he's very open about team. Yeah, no, and that's great. I think it, I, I don't really think I've ever met a developer who who's been like, yeah, yeah, I'm the shit basically, and um, this Peter, is all bro. me. Who? Peter. No. Peter okay. Molyneux. <laughs> I mean, I like Peter. I actually like his games, but Pete, if there's anybody out there who would not mention anybody else, it was fucking always Peter, dude. It was like no when it was way. the fable. Yeah, he was sort of a jackass. Not that I don't like, believe it you. Was, just, I, I'd never heard he, it, so. Yeah, he's the only one, because you're right. I, no one else would, They even if they were being fake humble, right? A humble brag, and they were like, it's my team, you know, just to try to make everybody like yeah. him. He was like, hi, I'm Peter Molyneux, and I'm going to introduce you to my version of fable, or whatever. You're like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was pretty, he was pretty, uh, He's pretty up there. I'll just say that. <laughs> That's good. So how about, speaking of Hajime, him leaving, why do you feel that they, they couldn't maybe fill the void? Like, they, they, if you're losing $33 million, yeah. you have to kind of see that coming. Don't you kind of expect things might hit the fan and, hey, we should have, like, a backup plan so maybe we can continue this onwards or – was it just not feasible at all in any any reality to to continue this on if the losses were that big? So the rumor is is that he came on and uh, it's it does state here. This is also the verge. It says uh, the departure is particularly surprising because he recently set up and took control of a new stu- studio within Square Enix, Luminous Productions. Um, it went uh, Final Fantasy went through a tr- tr- famously troubled and protracted development, and he is actually largely credited with turning the project around. So what wow. I wonder is. He came in and turned it around, and maybe nobody thought of a safety net. They're like, here's our savior. right? Ah, He's, and, okay. and what happens sometimes when somebody's a superstar, they don't, tell, they don't let the, the, the guitarist sing. You know, not, I mean, in, for no, a rock band sense. analogy. No, it's you know, a great and, analogy. I mean, I wonder if that's what he did. I wonder if he fixed it, and Square was like, oh, fuck, this guy's on it. So they just rolled with it and they didn't really go you need to tell your store your ideas to to this person over here mm-hmm. you know so that the company can continue uh, and so, somebody told me today in a podcast that that's called the bus theory which is if a bu- like how many developers could you put in a bus to get in a car wreck and all die and still be able to create your game and what it feels like to me is that it was just him wow interesting which is weird isn't I, I think it? Yeah. part of it's also there's, there's got to be some level of burnout going on with this there game has because to be. for a lot of us we're thinking well this journey started for us two years ago when the game dropped in end of 2016 but for them it started like 12 years ago and yeah. i don't think tabata has been there the whole time i'm not 100 percent sure on that no he, has not yeah you, has i was not. gonna say you said he came in and kind of flipped it around yeah but even then for, i'd imagine for for most it's probably like a minimum of six to eight years with this game. Yeah. So for them, it, it, it's a difference. For us, it's like this is fresh. There's still room to explore this universe. It, it seems like you know they had a great plan for the future, and why stop it now? But when we look on the other side, we have a company that's been working on this for so damn long. And part of me, 
it's that telltale situation because like when you see them partner up with Assassin's Creed and stuff, and you see Assassin's Creed Origins gets like Noctis's blade in the yeah. game, and then there's an Assassin's Creed event that's limited for Final Fantasy 15 stuff like that. It just looked like 15 was a platform that was just fucking raking in the dough. So, yeah, in fact, wouldn't you crazy. agree that it looks like Final Fantasy VII was the problem child, the recreation? Mm-hmm. Like, it's got all these development issues, and no one really thought fifteen. Like, once there was a troubled development, whatever, but it got out, and it did really well. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, for me, of all the stories, like, that was completely, just almost even still now, reading his statement about wanting to start another <clears throat> company and stuff, still doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. and we'll probably find out, right? In a couple months, we'll probably find out, you know, the little nitty-gritty. I don't know about you, but I also assume maybe um, he may have had some kind of thing where he had a time limit of how long he wanted to be working on it, too. That's where, true. So, you think it's a contract, says, or...? Well, not a contract, but almost like a mental thing. So, for example, when you and I started, you know, YouTube, I, I've said before, like, I'm going to do five years at this speed and then see where I am. Mm. I'm wondering if maybe he's like, I want to fix Final Fantasy, blah, 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 and get all this set up. And then in his brain, because he, he says in the statement on Verge, he says, in regards to my next endeavors in the near future, I have a project that I truly wish to solidify as my next challenge after Final Fantasy. And I wonder, hmm. like, what if you had an idea... You know, go to another platform, right? And so at some point, you're like, I just need to shit or get off the pot. Yeah. And yet, when he went, maybe Square Enix then, with the losses of the $33 million, just looked at all of it and just said, single-player DLC isn't selling, And which is true. We've seen that now. Mm-hmm. We, we, we know about that. maybe their multiplayer didn't do much for them either. And maybe their multiplayer didn't do much, yeah. Interesting. I've always been a big supporter of a director leaving and trying something new because I feel like that takes yeah. a lot of courage. Um, and a good a recent example of that is um, it was in our, uh, what, what do I call it, Weeaboo Whoppers or something like that. Um, I highlighted that the director of Danganronpa and the director yeah. of uh, Zero Escape combined to make a studio and left Spike Chunsoft, which had been making, like the, which Danganronpa I find amazing, and Zero Escape, which is also really good. And, like, those two heads are now combining because they decided to take a leap and try something different. Yeah. And, and the game yeah. concept that they released sounds awesome. So I think that Hajime is making a good decision. I just wonder if he was almost put in a position where they're like, hey, we're kind of canning this. So uh, out the door you go. And, you know, that's well, it. Well, the easiest way. Oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. no, I was just saying that that's pretty much it because I, I, I wonder if it was like, obviously it was his choice. I feel like they probably would have said, all right, you're going on to the next Final Fantasy project. But then he chose to to leave. I, what I also don't get though is that they were hyping this up as like positive news. It was a special announcement, and yeah, and not only that, Maddie. Like the easiest way to a good analogy would be if an NFL team has a shitty coach, they might replace him mid season, but they don't just cancel the season ever. Yeah, like ever. And that's exactly the analogy that works perfect for me. Is like if he, like if they were unhappy internally, or he was unhappy and he left. The fact that they stopped it, and then the fact that you're absolutely right, they had a special about it, and they were like, "Great news, we've canceled it." And you're like, "Wait, did we're I miss free. something?" Like, the translation? That's what they yeah, were thinking. maybe that's, that's what it, it is. Maybe that's what it is. Is they're like finally done with this yeah. shit? I don't know. Yeah, Could it's be. sad. Nonetheless, sad news for for gamers. Maybe not Square <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, next. Uh, bit we're going to be talking about the red dead online beta which is 
supposed to be coming at the end of this month. So you said you had a little article up about that. Yeah, uh, like Games Radar was talking about. Um, oh, give it. <laughs> multiplayer. Yeah, so it says uh, this is of all things from Daily Star, which is just the first one that came up. Red Dead sure. Redemption Two online release date revealed. Multiplayer coming end of month. It says Take Two's confirmed Red Dead Redemption Two online won't arrive in November until well, won't arrive in main November until towards the end of the month. And the thing is, is it really doesn't have a lot of information because they're still cagey with info. Amazing, even with the game's performance. Y yeah, they're still cagey. They're, they're, you don't, do we know anything? I mean. Okay, so there's one thing you can find out. If you go to the trophy slash achievements, there are Red Dead Online trophies and achievements, and they oh, do true. highlight creating a posse, doing free roll yes. events with characters, that there are like, events that you can interrupt other people doing and have your posse take on theirs. Yeah. Um, I know there's obviously a leveling up system because one of them's like get to rank 100. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems like there's some type of slight story attached to it because there was like complete the introduction, complete this, complete that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, like you can get some general baseline info on what it is. Oh, like rewards. Like one of them said get like five gold belt buckles for whatever so <laughs> i guess you know that's kind of like maybe that's a rating or that's an item you get when you when you rate at a certain point in an event yeah um but yeah i i that's all i really got on it but it's interesting that they are being cagey the reason i feel that way is because the game was just announced to be one of the biggest launches not this year not in gaming but in like entertainment history yeah. So why why do you want to hide the, the the component that will give this entertainment phenomenon life for years and and become your next GTA online? Or do you think they view it as let's get all we can out of GTA online to the last possible moment mm -hmm. and then say hey, here's Red Dead online. That's true too. I I also wonder if like if you look at uh, good old games uh, and CD Projekt Red. So CD Projekt Red sort of known for the same thing, though they showed The Witcher, but they they just do what they want to do on their own timeline. Rockstar's got enough money for a fucking you know casino for each they can nut. Buy out the games so it's <laughs> yeah, dude, it's insane. Like I don't think people realize just how insane. Remembering that GTA is still in the top ten sales in America still, every month, yeah. every month. Um, so I I think when you look at it, maybe they just don't need. Like they, their, 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 their requirements to hit certain things. They're also not a publicly, like uh, fully publicly traded that particular part. Right. So maybe, maybe it's just one of those things where they just they're they're not dancing to anybody, including us. But it would be nice to get a bone, dude. Because I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's hard to know. All you can do is compare it to GTA Online, and if it, that's true, it's going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I don't want. I, I mm -hmm. the posse idea, love that interrupting people all that but i'd like to see some of this damn shit i yeah here's the thing is that like i've been playing red dead 2 i know you beat it i am on the middle of chapter 6 don't worry folks we're not spoiling anything but i am so enamored by this game i think it's literally one of the best games to drop in this generation it's easily going to be in like my top 20 games of all time easily hands down yeah. it, it is probably one of the most absorbing, entertaining, fun to just be a part of open world i played since skyrim probably which that's saying something because I I 
That says so much to me because Skyrim is still a game. We joke about how many times it comes back. Skyrim is a game that I could literally fire up right now and have a good time in. Yep. I absolutely love Skyrim's world. And I get that feeling with Red Dead, and I know it's going to stick. So for me, an online component, I have full confidence in. I don't have the 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 the, the usual confidence I think a lot of press and, and gamers share, which is, it's Rockstar. Um, but I, I just adore this game so much. Um, and, and a lot of people were like, oh, look at this guy. He was like, <laughs> someone said I was like talking shit about Rockstar. And I was like, I, I just said that I wasn't like head over heels for this game right away. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's a testament to how good this title is because they, they literally convinced me it was only like, hey, I think they make good games. I think I, I respect what they do. But the only games that have really clicked with me were GTA five to some extent and bully to a huge extent bully. i loved yeah. bully like that's the red that's the rockstar game i love so for me to be like red dead 2 better than any rockstar game i played and yeah. one of the best games i've ever played really i think says something so for me with this online ex- uh, expansion i'm not concerned they can announce a yeah. day before i i like i just know it's gonna if, if they just take that open world space which they're going to and they put it with some online modes, events. They don't make us wait too long like for, for features that filled out the world like GTA Online where I felt like it kind of hit its stride and was like, this is what they were aiming for initially when they added right. heists and robberies. Like, I want train robberies day one, day and date. Like, that, that stuff that I want a world to interact with and, and do stuff in and not just dick around with for a month until they finally add substance to it anyway i'm I'm getting ranty what do you think about gta online dropping gta red dead online dropping at the end of this month and uh are you going to be hopping into it are you excited for it does does the red dead single player component encourage you more where are you at with this yeah no i would agree with you but what's really sort of cool is like number one you're not hugely into western games which Mm. i've i've enjoyed gun i really enjoyed red dead or, I'm sorry. God, uh, yeah, Red Gun's Dead. Gun's a classic. Gun, yeah, Gun, Chris Christopherson and Thomas Jane. Um, mm-hmm. But what's strange to me is I came from a different part than you did. You were sort of not enamored with the idea of two. I was comparing two or going into two, comparing it to number one, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. So KOTOR, Red Dead, those are like the two matches. And I would say not only do I like Red Dead 2 better than one, which is pretty surprising. Wow. I would say that it actually, if you take the blinders off and you don't look at KOTOR just as a fan service kind of thing and like an ancient fan game, I may like it more than KOTOR, which is stunning to me. Yeah, and what's what's funny is I had issues with it, but I had issues with KOTOR. But you know I, what? I do have some issues with Red Dead 2, yeah, for sure. Same. But man. And, and here's what's stunning is when you said that, it's like I get it. And I think everyone knows how much we fucking obsess over KOTOR. So for you to say something (laughs) crazy like that and for me to be like, I get where you're coming from. Like that, I think that just fucking says something because the the world is so reactive in such a believable fashion. And and I'm so happy you told me about the no repeating NPC voice actors and actresses. Mm -hmm. What a difference. Yeah. Because every event, every encounter is different. And then those conversations you have with these strangers are different people. It's yeah. a living, fucking, breathing world. It's I mean, incredible. Wouldn't you, 
wouldn't you say it's what we've wanted from an RPG since maybe Oblivion showed the fucking, when Todd Howard showed Oblivion and said, here's where our radiant AI, and it went crazy. Like, people did random things, lit dogs on fire, and then they had to turn it down. Every open world game has said this was going to happen, yeah. right? Even to an extent, Witcher 3, which I know a lot of people absolutely love Witcher 3, but even it had some issues. But what's weird is Red Dead does a lot of the shit that I think all gamers have always wanted. Yeah. And never really got, if you're honest with yourself and you look at, you know, details. And I'm not saying there's not issues, but, mm-hmm. dude, it's it's insane. The level of detail also, I don't know if you notice this, but, like, in Bully or GTA... Bully in particular, there wasn't a huge sense of, like, past, present, present, past, where, like, if I showed up, there wasn't a huge sense of history other than Bullworth. But I liked Bullworth because you were this fucking little kid, and it had this great, you know, history and all this. The, the, the idea of a kid going away to school who's just chaotic to life, yeah. in a way. And they yeah. gave you, like, the right arsenal of, like, a potato gun, a slingshot, just goofy shit. But to me, it was more in the now. And then GTA came out, GTA Five, and I think they did a really good job where they introduced characters from the prior game, but they also explained that Trevor had a history with his, the other characters. So, like, you got a history there. But what happens in Red Dead, not only do you have Red Dead 1, but this is a prequel, but you have a sense of everything having a, a, a history, including the world. Like, not only do the animal carcasses, like, show damage... And you can skin the animals, but you can leave them. They can slowly go bad and rot on the ground. Buzzards won't just land. They'll fly around just like real buzzards do and then land and then eat it slowly. Like, that's like that's like four steps more than I would even have expected and also demanded. Yeah. Like, from a game. You know, if buzzards landed and it just faded, I, I would... Oh, Be happy. It's little things like when you... We'll stay on the skinning topic. When you start skinning an animal... Instead of, you know, you hold triangle to start skinning, depending on where you are with the body, the animation is different for how you orient yourself off the bat. So if you start off kind of at the butt end, Arthur will straddle it, stick his knife in, and start going around that way. Where if you're facing his stomach, he'll take a knee, stick it in, and then start cutting around again. So he's kind of doing the same thing each time, but it depends how you approach it. It's not like one of those games where when you hold a button to do something it kind of like you you just awkwardly shift your character to the animation starting spot and then he he does the good animation it's like wherever corner angle you're coming from he starts it in a very natural believable fashion and it's just i think the animation work i i connected it in my uh breaking the world down video for red dead i connected it to the lego games i said you know which i think is a little crazy but lego Every character feels different because they're so well animated and they do have the same button inputs and the same prompts. But because each time you press a button, you see maybe one does a flip, but then one person just does a little hop. And when you throw a punch, if you're Mr. Fantastic versus Spider-Man, who might do a more agile kick to the side versus a stretchy arm punch, those animations sell a different idea to the gamer. And I think that those two titles really kind of feed off each other in a way where you, you can see Rockstar just goes crazy with the animation work in this title and it it, yeah. it pays off so much. Um, I, I also like how one thing this game really did well that I noticed also while recording this video was it makes you feel a part of the world in a, in a way that a lot of games don't 
do. A lot of games try to make it all about you, all about, you know, things happening to you. Let's throw shit at the gamer where, you know, you'll walk by a person and you'll see their head just follow you. Yeah. Because you're the gamer, you're the player. They want you to feel like the attention's on you. Where in this title, you'll walk by a saloon, a guy will be smoking a cigarette outside, and he, he doesn't fucking know you. He doesn't care. He's just smoking a cigarette, and he's not, like, following you, looking you, looking at you the whole way you pass by until his head's literally twisted 180 degrees. That type of stuff just goes so far in world building on top of the interaction we talked about, on top of that, like, point A to point B travel where you're inevitably going to hit into something. I just – I feel like so many – little parts you can it's like they start with the most fundamental details and continue to build and build and build and build and build and and they nail the big things even it's it's crazy to me um, i wonder if the multiplayer will have this that's the thing i'm worried yeah about. good point like will will it be able to you know have these details like for example the posse the interrupting another another group you know what's that going to end up doing does the bounty hunters come after you or they come after the other group if like it's in the middle like how does that work for example cuz i could technically have two two posses really like your posse let's say and mine you're doing the robbery maybe the cops show up and you're fighting them off but then my posse comes in saves you like can you then give me money and that's the thing that it, hmm. it normally i would not normally i would not say that would happen normally i would not say that that, that a developer would put that kind of work into it but i actually do feel that there's a chance that you and i will be able to walk up to each other after a job and you'll be able to say here's 20 percent for you know like for yeah. saving us i think Th so. that to me is pretty crazy yeah <laughs> like, there's there's a lot of flexibility there yeah it's just oh man you know if, if it's even an eighth of the detail that they put into the single player yeah. component it'll be really good so i'm um, it, so ready I, for it GTA has the private is issues with private and uh, the, the public servers and some things don't unlock. That's the one thing I am wondering about is, like, how will the servers work? Because mm -hmm. I like the private servers where, like, you and I could go in and play and the NPCs are there. Right. But we don't have to worry about a public lobby. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if I want a public lobby, that's great. You go into a saloon, let's say, and there's different players running around. That'll be fine. But sometimes I'm not going to want that. And that's the one thing I am wondering about is, like, how... The oh, servers so are going to work. Wondering if private lobby you versus a private lobby with four of your friends. You make a pause. Yeah, and you go. See, here's the thing: is I feel like the go-to number with multiplayer games, and this is just me. I'm not trying to project, but this is just me. I always feel like the go-to number is is four, and it's like yeah, me too. Look at Dutch's gang. You know, it's like a posse of twenty people. Yeah, yeah. And so I think to with myself, a camp. Yeah, with a camp. So I think to myself, what if like we just had a fucking huge group? And that you could make a private server and that you almost were your own rendition of Dutch's gang, however you want to tackle that. Do you want to be Honor Among Thieves? Do you just want to be complete cutthroat right. outlaws? And it's how you and your friends interact with a world space that's constructed differently for – oh, fuck, man. That would be so cool. I really hope that's the case. Well, I mean, and it may be like if you could have a posse of 20, let's say, they, they in the camp that you build, they can also deliver food, you know, all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Um I, I think I think of all the companies that probably might try that. That's the thing about I think with Rockstar is they try a lot of stuff that other companies are like, eh, it may not work, and they're like, eh, fucking see if it will. We got yeah, we got, yeah, we got some, time. Fire, and, spend some. Yeah, yeah. So to me, I think the the online success will be a couple of things, and I think one will be to offer a ton right away. Mm -hmm. That that is an extra money, 
and then the second will be the 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 reason to keep you there has to be somewhat re- reflective of the single player game which GTA online is there's NPCs running around all this crazy stuff you're going to have to mimic that and the detail at least close in the multiplayer game because if you're skinning an animal you know like can you put it on my horse then and can i be the one who carries all the shit and you like there's just different things that the single player causes you to expect in the in the multiplayer which is going to be really demanding i think for them hmm. like to cuz otherwise dude you and i are going to come off single player and go yeah multiplayer is cool but it's multiplayer and i don't necessarily want to do that instead i'd like to say dude multiplayer single player but better yeah. and we've got our posse in there you don't want it to like, be a sidestep you want it to be a, a full yeah, step yeah 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 so i think that's where i'm just like i'm hoping yeah i'm hoping as am i as am i so we'll find out by the end of the month do you think it's going to be in rockstar fashion and they'll do a final day of the month or do you think it's like you know yeah they'll do i think they'll do a final. that's what i think and, like, i think they don't long, give a as shit as long dude. as possible <laughs> I think they'll they don't do care. whatever they want. But yeah, they, they'll do what they want. They don't care and let the single player part sell the game for a while because the online will sell itself for years easily. Yeah, and, and what did I don't remember what the number was, but that single. I think I saw the, the seventeen sales. million. Yeah, or something. I mean, that that's like that's pretty fucking crazy when you just look at like, and that was in three days or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, oh my gosh, bro! Imagine working there. Ignoring, we we know that there's all the claims about the work issues for sure, and I want to make sure mm-hmm. when uh, I'm talking about the details, I don't pretend like maybe people work too hard and that'll come out. I don't know it, so that'll come out. But um, imagine working there. My hope is is that people were working there and they saw that and they were like, you know, this is eight years well, you know, incredibly well spent because um, it's got so a too. 45 minute credits or 30. Wait. I can't remember. It's got us insanely long credits, just really? unbelievably long. Yeah, and so like that—that that to me, I'm hoping a lot of those people, you know, who maybe worked really hard on this, you know, the te- from the testers on, can sit back and go, "Yeah, man, like it was worth it." It's also a Western game, Maddie, which I don't think people understand. Westerns don't sell well, so the idea that they True. Have nailed it, and it's not a super soldier holding a, a fucking gun mm-hmm. and shooting aliens is pretty insane. Sold on pedigree alone, I feel. Yeah, obviously the game yeah. itself is amazing. Don't let me take away. From no, that. I know what you mean. But, but, like, but Red I, Dead I, One being good and, and just Red Rockstar, Rockstar, just Rockstar. Yeah. It's Bully Two, though, right? Isn't that your hope? That's that's the next. That's the hope. That's kind of the rumor. Next thing, there have been leaks. There's been rumors. There's been discussions. Even even during Red Dead, even before Red Dead, yeah. like the, the thing was like Rockstar has been targeting Bully next because I think I read did I re- no someone told me so I can't say this is factual but I was told that the reason Rockstar doesn't want to do GTA Six is because they like to take crazy things that wouldn't happen in the real world and and put them in their game but since the real world gets so crazy they're just Understood. like they're like we're, we're just feel like we're just imitating life at that point which is kind of wild to me but um. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, I mean, when you're in their position, do they really need to make a GTA game right away? I mean, I get it, because it's kind of like the Fallout Elder Scrolls effect with GTA and Red Dead. Some people, even though that game's selling like a fuck ton, you know, there are still people who are like, I like GTA, I don't like Red Dead. Yeah, for sure. And and so I get where those people who are GTA fans and want 6 are coming from, but I feel like if I'm Rockstar, you probably want to do something... That you either haven't done in a really long while, Bully, which was like 06, or something completely new. 
So I imagine that's the yeah, route something realistically, completely. you know, especially with these crunch issues, there's probably been some irritation within the studios. Obviously, these people worked very hard on the game. I mean, the, the product screams that. They probably want to do something new, right? I think just I, humanly speaking, not even from I business. I personally feel like there could be a sci-fi. Imagine them doing like a oh, Firefly boy. or a sci-fi game because starfield came out and obviously i think everybody can realize or not came out but the announcement i think everybody can realize just how popular that was like people were like a sci-fi game like no one no man's sky even though it didn't really deliver but people want sci-fi too so rockstar if they don't do bully which is what i hope mm -hmm. i would love for them to tackle another you know fantasy i don't necessarily think they should tackle because you have skyrims and you have these games where they come out quicker and and right. they they do pretty well. I don't know if Rockstar wants to compete there, but they I think they could do some crazy stuff. The only problem I have, Matty, with Bully, is we already know that Billy Hopkins, who he is in the future, he become he's he's the character in Manhunt, Rockstar's other game. He's the main character there, so we already know what happens with his future. What I want to know is who do they, who, who would Bully two, be, like, and where would they? So, Bully had the European feel. You know, Bullsworth Academy versus like College of Tech for for America, right. that kind of thing. Like, I'm wondering where you would go in Bully too. Like, like, would you go I feel with like Bully One had more of a high school feel to it. Where mm -hmm. I, I just imagine Bully Two would be almost like a 18 year college? old college kid feel to it. Um, but the, the, would that the grab issue... you as much? Because now that I talk about it, the issue that gets presented is I was like, oh, and it could go beyond the campus, kind of like the first game did. But the first game, because of tech, it was limited enough where it felt like the campus yeah. was the heart of the, the game. And then the, the surrounding areas were more like mission space. And now with games getting so big, I mean, you look at Red Dead 2's map, and I imagine the next game Rockstar does somehow will magically have a map bigger than that. And it's yeah. like... You don't make a college campus that fucking big. You got to have a surrounding world space. True. But then if you do that, obviously, you know, if you're in a college setting, it's probably going to be in like a city or something along those lines to make the setting interesting. And then you might have GTA as a as a college student. And it's like, is that does that work? You know, how do you separate yeah. that? And not only that, I like the hijinks, you know, first kiss, um, you know, bullies. True. Because remember the original bully, he was supposed to be the bad guy. Like the original, and even in the original art, they showed um, Hopkins as being a, like a mean dude, and it ended up being the reverse, where bu bullies were everybody else. And mm -hmm. I mean, he was sort of a bully himself, but nowhere near everybody else. They toned him down. I like the young kid thing, and that's the that's the problem. Is you go to college, people are fucking like all the time. There's crazy shit all the time, so it, it reflects the same exact worry. Are you going to just try to do a crazy college game, but then everybody's like, well, that's college. That's not that crazy. So right. to me, sometimes the idea of a young kid again, you know, you, you know, especially in the public school systems, can you imagine that? Mm. Like, what if you did like, you know, Harlem or some crazy thing where it was like, yeah, it's school, but it's also getting home alive and shit. Like, I mean, there, there's definitely some, some things they can play with, but I, I, it just makes me wonder who, how they'll go about like capturing the same feel, but not being not being Hopkins and age wise, yeah. like yeah. which age they go for. Gotcha. Well, we'll see in due time. Red Dead Online's coming our way pretty soon, so 
we'll be sure to check that out. Next bit is Fallout. So we'll just quickly go over some beta impressions. I actually made like a full another impressions video. So this is just going to be like quickly all about you, Carrick, honestly. So the, the beta concluded. We had roughly about 30-ish hours to play on the game. Um, did you get a chance to play any more? None. I decided to not. Hmm. I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the final game, but I decided uh, like that I don't want to compare it to any other game right now because I think it would uh, against some games. You've got your big games that have come out, your Spider Man stuff, stuff like that. Um, it, I I figured I'll just stay away from it completely. When it comes out, I'll jump into it. Um, well, I jumped in a couple times, but it wasn't play. It wasn't even playing. It was looking at like perks and stuff. So it wasn't really like running around and doing shit like everybody else. But that being said, I did talk to a shit ton of people who played it, Discord people, and it seems to me some people are still going to dislike it no matter what, right? But it does seem to me that I guess overall opinion is a little better than it was prior to these last couple betas. It seems like things... There were still issues, but it seems like a lot of people were like, this is pretty fun. Fun. like, mm -hmm. And, and I'm, ho I'm, I'm hoping that's right because... As a big Fallout fan, I would much rather have it succeed than not. Right. Yeah, I... You know, like I said, I, I've talked about it so much on the channel, I do not need to bore my viewers to death. I, I thought it was fun. Um, a lot of people say that it's a crutch to say it's fun with friends, but I feel like I've played multiplayer games that are with friends and not fun. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, so, true. so for me, I'm like, if it's fun with friends, it's doing something right. And for me, I think it's just the idea of exploring the world together with your buddy. So yeah, it's not a single player fallout game. I know Bethesda said you can play it by yourself. You can play it solo, but the enemies are just not scaled properly for it. The enemy, mm -hmm. not even enemies, but the enemy count. It's just not scaled properly for it. You'll run out of ammunition depending on your build. You'll break your stuff. It's just much more grindy by yourself. Right. If, and if you play it with a group of friends, it's just more enjoyable to explore. It gives you a better pacing because you clear areas out a little bit quicker. So you get a chance to read all the terminals, read all the notes. It's, it's much better with friends. It's absolutely a multiplayer game, which I have a question be for focus. you. Um, when, when playing it, so you build your settlements and all that stuff and you've messed around with some of the building. Yeah. Um, Somebody said something, and I just don't, I don't believe it because it doesn't make any sense, but somebody said that your settlements only are only there for the time you're playing, and then when you go away, they're not there anymore. Am I going nuts in what I was reading, or is that actually what's happening? So what happens is there are workshop spaces, and then mm -hmm. there are wherever you want to place your camp. And okay. whenever you build, you can blueprint what you've built and save that blueprint so when you go back to build again you can it literally has that entire structure you save that you just click rt or um r2 and you just place it down there's two issues with it number one that build you have for that one area right just architecturally the way the floors are laid out or whatever the way whatever you were building into or on top of may not work in the new area you're setting up on which is okay. a consistently frustrating issue. On top of that, nothing stays permanently. It's not like Fallout 4 where I dump a whole bunch of resources into all these workshop spaces yeah. and I'm able to just build up into this place. I can leave my game. I can come back right now or I can come back a year later. All that shit's still there. In Fallout 76, 
Once you build in a place, you leave it, you exit the game, the workshop space is free. It's not there anymore. You know, that's the thing with the blueprinting system. It's like, okay, you got to rely on that. But then this awesome cabin maybe you built, that just might not work in the area you need to set down your camp. So sometimes you'll spend mm. the money, move your camp, take out the blueprint and be like, fuck me, this isn't going to work here. Right. And so that can get frustrating. And it doesn't incur. And, and since there's a stash issue with the game where you're collecting all these resources to use for future building, it kind of sucks that there isn't an area where your building is permanent because that's your time to spend the resources you've been collecting. Okay. So the game kind of is, it just headbutts itself or it's hitting its head mm. against the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, everything that I've seen, like I said, it seems to be a little bit more structurally sound than it was prior, uh, techni- technology-wise. Uh, wh- what was your FPS like? Were you getting, uh, were you, technically, were you... It got better each time, but for the most part, it was... Um, it was... Jank, usually, a little, like, yeah. up and down. It got better each build, okay. but, yeah, usually under 30, which I, I've made it pretty obvious in my videos. I'm like, this is just... It's not even like because it's easy to have the Red Dead goggles on and be like every game needs to be like this, but like oh for sure, good yeah. luck with that, you know. But there is a quality and a standard that I do expect from AAA developers who have a lot of fucking money, like Bethesda. And I, I think after four and its tremendous success and the re-release of Skyrim and Fallout Shelter success, and mm-hmm. you see the steps forward that maybe a Doom uh, Eternal takes, you see the steps forward that Prey took. With Moon Crash, I I don't care yeah, if true. Fallout seventy six is a new idea. There is so much about it that is like these are the same issues. It's time to fix them. So I've I've kind of said that like yeah this this FPS dropping these hitches these crashes the game deleting itself lacking of PC um, optimization or not optimization PC settings though um, that type of stuff just should not be allowed. The fact that there's no push to talk on PC that's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. The people in your Discord were like, what the yeah. fuck is happening right now? Yeah, that that's insane. It's like, at that point, if someone's got a mic hooked up and, and their baby's crying or they're hearing chewing of a food, it's not like on PS4 or Xbox One, just enter your own party, have your headphones on, you're good. You know, you don't have to hear anything else, just the game volume. But when you're on PC, you know, there's if there's a push to talk, at least someone has to hold a button and be like, hey, uh, there's anyone mm-hmm. got like five purified water, but... You know, it, it cuts out all the background noise because they have to press a button for it to fucking happen. But man, it, yeah, that's that's a crazy omission to me as well. Um, I think. So, do you see this as you played it? Do you feel that this is their platform? We were talking about Final Fantasy 15 being a platform. Do you actually feel like this is? We uh, there was somebody in your Discord. I think it was Paper Bag Crusher saying he felt that Fallout 76 was sort of a stopgap game because some devs had some time and they were like, let's do this but our real games are Starfield and what have you. Yeah. Do you actually feel that way, or do you feel 76 is actually like Bethesda 10 years from now still still doing like Fallout 76? I feel like it's a stopgap game. I, I just... That's the vibe it gave me initially. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like it'll be supported so long as it's making money, which it's a Fallout game, and it's an yeah. online title. I think it will continue to make money, even though like there's a vocal community on the internet that's like, this game's going to suck, fuck this game. Right. You, know, we, you and I have hit on it constantly with these types of titles that there are, the more laid-back gamers, and by that I yeah. mean like the guys who like their, the guys and girls who like their Madden, their FIFA, whatever, You know, they don't look for the hardcore deep story, they just look for an experience with friends, 
yeah. that type of thing. And, and this is just right up that alley. So, and Fallout kind of hit the mainstream with four. So 76 is just only going to grow the game and have it do massively well. Um, but what was your, you, you asked an initial question that I think I just got off track with. No, that was pretty much it. I was okay. just wondering, like, is this the plat? Do we see this as the platform? Versus... I'm expecting to, to answer the Starfield aspect. I, I am personally expecting that to be like a, a big leap forward. Yeah, and if that's Techno- not, then, do you mean technology-wise, like a different yeah. engine kind tech, of? Is that tech-wise, I don't know if it'll be a different engine. Um, because I just feel like Bethesda Game Studios. See, that's the thing with this engine argument is there's there's so much. There, there's a reason why they stick with it, which I get, but there's also, yeah. you know, I I feel like on the side with this this side pro or not side project, but this stopgap game as i view it's that it gives them it buys them some time to continue to build a new engine for for something bigger and newer because here's the thing is that if starfield doesn't have a new engine elder Scrolls 6 absolutely has to have one but i feel like since starfield's a new ip it's going to be a new adventure for bethesda you can't go into this with the same issues as before you just can't and i want to see a bethesda game studios that like you look at Killzone, you look at Horizon, you're like, what the fuck? Like, this exactly. Is completely different. I yep. want that feeling. You know, I, I want that. Even, because as much as I love Red Dead 2, you can tell it's a Rockstar game. It's got that GTA yes. look and feel. Without a it, shadow of a doubt. With the HUD, with the, with the layout of the camera, there's just that, you know it's a Rockstar game. And I want to have that DNA change from Bethesda where it's like, oh shit, this is, this is nothing like what we've seen before. Um, so... Prior to Telltale shutting down, they had switched from um, from their engine to Unreal. Okay. And, or Unity. Yeah, sorry, Unity. And um, because there were so many issues with it. And it, it does take a long time. Like, they were talking about how, like, everybody had to stop work for, like, three months just to learn the new engine. That that all makes sense. What I hope is that maybe, you know, 76 is that stopgap where they've got a ton of people working on it. And then, you know, you've got 76 running. And now you just tell everybody, okay, you're done working on the old stuff. You got your, you know, now you got to bone up on this new engine. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I don't know about you. I sort of wish Bethesda would just go with Unreal and be done. <laughs> because I, yeah. I couldn't believe the, the FPS thing that somebody w- was talking about <laughs> online and I, yeah. where if it goes too high, it fucks up. That's a bug from like 1942. Like that <laughs> has been there forever. So, but un- imagine Bethesda's unrestrained fucking like, you know, the way they like to do their worlds with all this shit happening. I don't know if Unreal could do it, but I would. I sometimes wish they would just... Because just because you can interact with everything doesn't mean you don't walk yeah. into a, a, a town and there's a building you go into and you can hear shit bouncing off each other because it's fucking glitched. And you can hear, like, fruit bouncing off. It's like, I wish that wouldn't happen anymore. I don't... I don't want to turn a Bethesda is, game on. Is it's almost fortified, that argument, because in 76, like... You can't do what you've done in every Bethesda Game Studios prop, uh, title prior where, let's say I looked at an object, I held A, I could pick it up, look at it, I could use the thumbstick, rotate that object, right? put it back down on the counter. I could totally interact with it. And it, it gave the world this this feeling, but now every object's just kind of static. And like I can mm-hmm. jump on the table and knock the shit over. I could do that if I wanted to. But it gives it this static feeling, this less interactive experience where, where you were just saying, like, oh, they... they wouldn't have that world interaction, but it's like, now it's kind of gone in a way. So yeah. why not just do it then? Why not? Why not, man? Dude, wouldn't it be so cool to see Bethesda's idea with like not muddy textures? Yeah. Like 
That's like, the other thing, yeah. The Fallout 76 does it. It looks great at times, and there are other points where just things don't load in. It's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I personally, uh, hopefully it's a new engine, the <clears throat> next one, what have you. Hopefully uh, they, they do something like that, because I agree with you. I'd like to turn a Bethesda game on and not go, Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. Like, every game you get. I want you, that lead forward. Yeah, the moment you start it, you're all, yeah, Bethesda game. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, it would be nice to see that switch, for I sure. I agree. For sure. Last on the list, we're going to talk about the Diablo Immortal shenanigans. So, everyone's pretty much heard of it at this point in time. There was a mobile game announcement for Diablo. We're going to go over another news bit for that. Carrick's got us covered. And, um, yeah, man, let's just get into it. All right. So, this is from Screen Screen Rant. It says, BlizzCon 2018's Diablo Immortal announcement fiasco says what was uh, supposed to be an exciting weekend for Activision Blizzard and fans, uh, pain to attend, by the way, or of BlizzCon 2018, turned out to be a PR nightmare and a lead to a drop in Activision Blizzard's stock price, which I have to admit, they may be wrong. There's some other stuff there. After teasing yeah. the multiple Diablo projects were in development for months now, Blizzard took to the sta- uh, main stage at BlizzCon, where its most passionate and hardcore fans gathered for news on what's next, and they announced a mobile game, Diablo Immortal. Long story short, fans wanted the inevitable Diablo 2 announcement for PC, which reportedly was planned for BlizzCon 2018 originally, and instead got a seemingly China-focused mobile game that was quickly developed, where chances are there will be some harsh and controversial monetization options. Hmm. So the response to this was pretty heavy. There was a lot of <laughs> negativity. Um, I guess we'll just start off with, you know... What what do you initially feel when you saw, you know, pretty much developers on stage kind of like the guy asking, like, is this a, a delayed April Fool's joke? Yeah. Um, you know, people on the Internet saying, like, fuck this, fuck them. The mass dislikes on the trailer, then Blizzard in turn, like, removing dislikes, apparently, or something like that. Um, what was your initial takeaway to some of the, the reaction by gamers to clearly Blizzard's, in my opinion, lack of awareness kind of being out of touch with what their fans clearly wanted. Yeah, I mean, I think they were out of touch for doing it at BlizzCon. So a mobile game's fine, and I and, and in fact, investors like mobile games. That's one of the reasons why a lot of people are wondering if the stock price has anything to do with that, because those are separated. I mean, sure, people can go, oh, the reaction's going to be poor, so we're going to sell. But at the same time, there's there's some other things that were happening. But I think overall, terrible. It would be like you and I showing up, well, <laughs> It would be like the E3 that Bethesda showed up and showed fucking nothing, yeah. right? Like that's, except here, it's sort of like their Fallout shelter where you're like, what the fuck? But then they, you know, talk about other things. This is just like, hey, here's a mobile game. Not only that, if you look at the picture, the leak, like the photo, it looks like it's going to be remastered Diablo or something like that. And instead it's a mobile game. I think it led people, wow, down the wrong fucking path. And they, they're not happy about it. And I get it. I get it. it, yeah. it I mean, we've had disappointing events, maybe not this disappointing, but you and I have had where we've been like prior to an event, E3, going like, yeah, this is going to be blah, blah, yeah, blah. And you're just sitting in. there going, yeah. And you're like, what's happening here? Yep. Um, yeah, it's sad. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, that's the thing is like the, my, my instant feeling when I saw this was, you know, I imagined – 
if you're at BlizzCon, that's probably your most hardcore fan base. Like people are traveling yeah. to go here from around the world. There's probably some Diablo fans who are like, yo, man, like we're going to see the next Diablo announced live. Like this shit is special to people. And I just think of it like imagine if for me when you know, I, I always say it, like my pinnacle of game hype for a while was Fallout 4 when I was just young Maddie off the walls, excited as all fuck for it. And I thought, imagine if I traveled to E3 and I walk in the building and they show shelter and they show nothing else. Yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck? And I would be livid. Now, I handle my anger a little bit differently. Where, I I don't say this as a white knight or like I'm, I'm on my, you know, I'm on my pedestal. Like, look at me. I'm a more superior human. I don't say that because we've all lost our temper and all been like, you need a wake-up call. So, that guy took to the mic and, and asked him if it was a joke. I get why. I'm not going to personally berate him for his reaction because even though I think what he did was wrong, people get mad, you know? And I feel like while we can't control him and what he did and how he reacted, I feel like Blizzard should not have been so tone deaf to the idea that, that a person wouldn't do that to their employees and be like, Hey, you're, you know, that thing you're working on for a while. I think it's a joke. And I'm and like, the guy didn't blink when he said it. No, um, of course, we're now in the age when everybody wants to be a star. So, like, ignoring him, because I don't give a shit what he said, I, I get where he's coming from. But I think that ignoring ignoring any reaction there, that reaction on the trailer, uh, for especially for Blizzard fans, is yeah. pretty... That's pretty I fucking informative. I think that's more than anything. Yeah, and so to me, that's even more informative than, like, somebody getting angry. That's, like multiple millions of somebody getting angry and then also just indicating to blizzard like whoa did you guys fucking not think and what i guess an e3 is is everybody so when you go to e3 and you're microsoft maybe you're holding something for your xbox conference like that makes sense sony's done their psn conferences in the past that makes sense that maybe they hold something back you don't like it bethesda does their shit but this is blizzcon it's fucking in the name it's and you, I t- always talk about casual fans that aren't like you and I. But even casual fans, I mean, you're paying to go there, right? You're paying yeah. tickets to get in. You've got you your flights. You pay for a visual or a digital ticket, too. You can't watch for free online. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what's tone deaf about it is that internally, it, internally it's... It's a bunch of people and no one going, hey, guys. And they did say that they had planned on doing an announcement at 2008's at this, at, at this BlizzCon. I wonder, I wonder why they would not have. That's even more in, interesting to me yeah. is why did they not if they had planned it? What, is there it's something wrong? Like a, for me, the way I view it, and this might be the skeptic in me, but the way I view it, it was almost like a knee-jerk fake leak. To, you know, be like, hey, we were going to do something. And like, kind of to salvage oh, like fans yeah, who are really upset, awesome. raving all over the internet. Fuck this game. Fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck this. That, oh, we planned on it. Yeah. Oh, we planned on it. But you know, that should happen, right? At least like it saves some face. Like, okay, something is coming. And they, they, maybe their really their philosophy thing. is like, oh, they bought into previously that leaked image. And, and, and I think Blizzard themselves said multiple Diablos in, in the work where fans did expect a four or a two remake. I'm not entirely sure because I'm not super in touch with the Diablo community. The only one I've played fully is three. So I, I do apologize to Blizzard fans if I'm not up to shape. I, I play a lot of Overwatch. But um, yeah, I, I feel like 
it could have been some knee-jerk intentional leak. Uh, just because sometimes, the, and, and I, this is in no way disrespecting the work of uh, Jason Trier because I, I admire his ability to to show the hidden info of the industry and, and shine some light <clears throat> on that type of stuff. So maybe that's the case. I just felt like the timing was really, really well done to whoever the source was that told them that. I felt like if that was something that had to be information leaked out. It could only happen beforehand, you know? Because if it came internally, they probably weren't predicting this reaction, so they didn't feel the need to leak it out. Right. It happens, bad reaction, leak it out. Say, hey, someone internally told me this was the plan, but... Yeah, there's fake sources, too. I mean, and they can appear real. You can have... I mean, and remember, who knows who this was, right? I, if you and I ran a company and we're super high in the company and, and we're fairly secretive about stuff just to be safe, I could just tell the people below me, we were planning on doing a, a you know, we, we were working with somebody right. on a little trailer for, but we, and then those people who work for you are like, oh, okay. And I'm going to tell you, I've worked at a company where like the leader said stuff that didn't turn out to be totally right. True. true. Yeah. So it, I, I would agree. I didn't think about that, but I would actually, I, I would change my opinion to there's probably a pretty good chance. Yeah. That that was a complete, um, save a face yeah. because you, you have to, you can't have a free fall drop and people just like, you know, right now, everybody's a star. Everybody's got a YouTube channel and everybody's doing a video about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's all negative And you have to get in front of it Somehow. as soon as fucking possible. Yeah. And let someone just be like, hey, well, not even like, here's something positive. Just here's what could have happened and what yeah. is at least happening. Because most people were, were saying, and I think it's more of a retrospective statement. Most people were saying like, oh, well, if they just showed a little logo after it all, I still think that most people would have been angry as fuck about this game. Because then it would have been, yeah, we got Diablo Immortal. Okay, but then... We got the logo for four. Isn't that what we wanted to see? It, it, it just, they were losing every single way unless this was a small announcement and then they made the big deal Diablo 4. You know what else is interesting? This is also after EA's disastrous showing of Command & Conquer Mobile at E3. Oh, yeah. Where people were just like, what the fuck? And the thing is, is you can only have it a couple ways. We've talked about this before. If you, if you say that people were dumb enough to not pick up on it, then you're in deep shit and you shouldn't trust them. Like, you should be like, oh, fuck, what are they... If they didn't figure out this, then what other things are they not figuring out? Like, if they're out of touch here, they're not just magically only out of touch here. They're out of touch with everything. Or there was a plan, and then that's even, like you said, is even weirder. It's like, what, if there was a plan to do this, and we find out that that's true, and they didn't... Right. Uh, what what the fuck is going on? Like, why would they not do that? Did they just hold off? And again, if everybody's in a circle and we're like, we're going with Diablo as, as an announcement, even after seeing, uh, you know, or or prior to thinking about um, EA and Command and Conquer, they're like, okay, we're doing this. And then somebody says, let's not do it for so and so reason. I, if I were any business person, I would look back at those events, the E3 events, showing that mobile game, and go, like, we can't do this, guys. We have to have something. Like, in fact, I would just have people walk out. Look, look at what they did at Respawn. Because wasn't it EA or E3 where Respawn, they just walked up to him, sat down and said, so you're working on a Star Wars game. And it pissed people off because it was so generically like mm-hmm. it, there was no big announcement. But for Christ's sakes, you do need something. 
And you're right that people would have still got retroactively, or still got mad retroactively. That's sort of a, a stupid thing to say that, right. like, oh, just the picture would placate everybody. But what this mimics is the feeling that I get almost every time there's a Sony an, uh, E3 or event. Every single time it gets done, if it is not a good event, there is always the rumors that they were going to show something else. There was, it starts, it's a defensive mechanism, and it just starts instantly. So it's like, who knows where the we were going to show thing really came from. Right. Like, like was it a QA tester or was it like a higher, a higher up muckety muck? I mean, we'll probably never know. Yeah. But it's, oh. it's a weird situation. It is it's a weird situation. Indeed. That's uh that's all the news that we've got this week though. All right. Oh, Hitman two. I Hitman just want to say two. it's really good. Right, 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 really right, good. Right. Let's talk some Hitman two. Hold on. It's go off. It's, it's really fucking good. Well, I, I just think that um, I would like to see Hitman 2, uh, some of the improvements it has in all other games. So, like, you see Spider-Man and you're all, I like this, I want it in all other games. Hitman continues with, like, challenge mode, story missions, and so you'll complete a story mission, which is the main story, you beat it, you beat a level, but there's, like, these mini-stories, and this was introduced in 1, but in 2, they're even more developed. So, like, let's say... You'll come up to somebody, you'll be all story mission un, un, unfolding, and you'll wait, and you'll listen, you'll eavesdrop, and then they'll be like, uh. oh, this guy's got an electric car, and um, he, he, it's, it's his baby, and if something goes wrong, he's going to re- respond right away. And you're like, oh, that's how I'm going to set him up for death. Like, that's how I'm going to kill him. Gotcha. And it'll say, congratulations, you completed this story, but there's these three. Do you want to replay the mission? And i got to tell you, dude, I replayed a mission all six times to get through one of the the the, wow. the um, stories, and I was, it really does make you go, oh no, dude, I'm gonna start over here, and because in in the Hitman games, as you defeat a level, it unlocks new starting points. So originally, like let's say in the Florida level, you start at the inside or outside, and you have to get frisked, right, and go in. Right. But it, as you defeat it, it starts. You can start you in other places dressed oh. as other things, a chef. No, so this is stuff that did happen in one, but two just is flesh the fuck out. And the challenges, it'll be like you need to smash all three people with a statue all at the same time. And you're like, okay, they don't even come to that place. How do I do that? Well, how you do it is like using all of your disguises and you're, you're throwing the coin to get people to come to a certain area that they would never come to if you watch them walk around. Like they just don't even come to this spot. But you get everybody there and then you fucking... It takes a lot of patience, and the replayability is fucking unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, it's it's so good, dude. I mean, it's yeah, I've, re- I've always enjoyed that about the Hitman games, especially like the the route they took with the first one. Is even though I wasn't a fan of the episodic releases, I liked how it felt like every episode got a full focus, and they did everything did. they could with it before they moved on to the next one, and then they packaged it all together, and it was like, holy shit, you can play the first level like ten times over and still not see everything. Yeah, for an example of what, when I say I want every other game to have it, number one game that did grind a bit at the end was Spider-Man. At, at the end of Spider-Man, a lot of people wanted the end of Spider-Man. Even though it was a great game, there was a really? lot of people who were like, okay. Yeah, I know a lot of people who were like, I get it, I love it, everything about it, but the repetitive nature of the bad guys, here's another car wreck. Here's another blah, blah, blah. I get that. But imagine Spider-Man now instead of just little things, almost like achievements that you like, or platinums, but imagine where it's like, to kill, if, if to get this special thing, kill Fisk, but do it with this item. 
mm-hmm. or, or, or what have you. And, and it causes you to return to that event. And open world games haven't been doing that very well. There, there's the, repeti- the reason to return to an open world game is simply the chaos. Right. And the reason why it feels special to you in Red Dead is because they change up the voice. That's sort of what this is doing, is changing up the experience a little bit. And I personally would love to see it in all open world games. Awesome. Just, just fucking make me have a reason to not only interact with that person, but have it slightly different where I have to think. And dude, I did like six step kills where you like I was setting all these kills up, not just like, okay, I'm going to lead him over here and choke him out. Right. I was like, I'm going to lead him over here. Then I'm going to start this sound. Then I'm going to get him here. Then I'm going to change into the mascot, you know, giant fucking duck mascot suit. And then I'm going to choke him out and hide him. It's just so much replayability. Depth. Yeah, depth for sure. It's not, it sounds fun. It's, it's one that I eyed for this year, but I just, you know, if there's one other game I'm playing before right. Smash, it's going to be Darksiders 3. Wait, when's Smash, by the way? Uh, beginning of December. Why Jesus I, Christ. Why does Darkside The 7th sticks out to me, but I'm, I might seven. be wrong. I'm, I might and then Darksiders is this... I think Codes went out, actually. So that's... I think that Darksiders is like... No, Darksiders is into the month, too. I think so. Right? I, I want to say 28th for that, but... Damn, yeah. I forgot about that, too. Yeah, it's, I, I get why people wouldn't just jump into Hitman. I do have to say the one thing about Hitman 2 is it includes one's levels. So if you if you owned number one mm-hmm. in any way, you can sign into your account, and it'll download all of number one's levels into number two, and then any wow. new things you have in two now work in one. So in one, they didn't have the briefcase. The briefcase allows you to put a bigger weapon in it and, and walk around without Dude, having everybody that's awesome yeah and that's all awesome. of the adjustments are all added to all of the levels of one which i i was like okay we'll we'll check it out and it actually does change things so wow that's a good deal i mean really good. that's a good reward for somebody who you know had that original game good stuff that's great yeah. i didn't know about that that's really cool wow that's a good way to cap off the discussion Yes, that indeed. was uh, episode 177 of the Ham Radio Podcast. We hope all of you enjoyed. Carrick, thank you so much for joining me, my good friend. You bet. It was a blast. And we will catch you guys in next week's episode. Peace, Peace out. out.